<laughs> where he come and got you from. Amen. And then you think about how good it could have been the other way. Amen. <laughs> Boy, ain't nothing like a rescue. My God. I know, I know y'all ain't had to be rescued. I, I know. Ain't nothing like a rescue. Thank y'all so much, praise him. Ain't nothing like a rescue. Not only a rescue, I'm not, I'm not doing this, you know, you know uh, uh, to tell you, to, to, to throw in your face that I did it. I'm, I'm coming to rescue because I want to. <laughs> That's the God that, that we serve. This is a want to. It's like I see myself in you. I, I'm going to go get mine. <laughs> Lord, we don't all be, I know I have. Thank you. Yeah, didn't have to be this way. Did not have to be this way. Amen, somebody. Amen. We're going to go uh, to Acts chapter 9 this morning. Amen. We already had church this morning. Amen. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 4 is what I read. Amen, y'all. I hear. We back to turning pages. I know that's right. Y'all turning pages this morning. So, so we there. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 say, And Saul, yet breathing out threatening and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Look at who he talking against. Went unto the high priest, verse 2, and desired of him letters. Back on the letter that killeth to Damascus, to the synagogue, so uh, that if he found any of this way, those that was following Christ and began to leave Jerusalem to be scattered, they were scattered out because the um, persecution broke out. And um, he says, I want a letter to go outside of my jurisdiction. Um, to, so if I find any in, in this way, whether they be men uh, or women, he might bring them bound um, unto Jerusalem. And, and verse 3, and as he journeyed, he, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, verse 4, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul. You see that twice. Anytime you see tw uh, something uh, twice, the name Saul, Saul, or surely, surely, uh, those type things, it means covenant. It, it means I, I know you. You, you may not know me at this point, but I know you. And even in this state of mind, he still shows covenant before conversion. That, that's why I say it, this stuff is intentional. It, it, uh, God don't dislike us, no matter what the state is. And he says, Saul, Saul, right, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and call your name twice. Uh, why persecuted thou me? <laughs> Amen. So our topic of conversation this morning is, uh, I, I, my, my subject was know your enemy, but I added this on my own. To know your enemy is to know yourself. Be because we, I, I, I know uh, uh, enemy just really saying that, that um, it's an adverse side of me. And, and, in one, and if we ever figure out ourselves, I'm telling you, our lives gone, is going to change. When, when we know all of us have two sides. Yeah, and so, so even in this state of Saul, because we know what Saul means, and we, I get into it, but he's still saying covenant. Still. So, so to know your enemy is to know yourself to know myself. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and we honor you for this day. We bless your name. We praise you. We give you honor and we give you glory. Thank you, God, for the word that's about to come forth, God, for we understand that it's already blessed, not blessed us with your word, God. Most of all, that we leave here with all we get, that we get understanding, that we use it as a tool, as a sword to, to help cut this ad on off our heart, God, for we bless you and we honor you in Christ name let every heart say amen amen to give us some background I'm gonna go back to what what caused Saul, Saul to begin breathing and threatening uh, and uh, breathing out threatening and slaughter slaughter means murder 
against the disciples of the Lord. And why, why the disciples of the Lord? We, we, also, we know who this is, right? These are the 12 powers of man. These are the 12 abilities through the spirit of God that God wants to work through in man. So it's no accident that Saul wants to, uh, 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 come, wants to go against the disciples of the Lord. So the religious leaders, listen to this, executed Stephen by stoning stoning him to death because he proclaimed the teachings uh, of Jesus as truth, and, and he insisted um, true God followers did not need the temple nor Jerusalem to worship him. And I'm telling you something, in religious sector, the temple is most important. And then you got Jesus, you got Stephen saying that I agree with Jesus. He's saying that 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 that, that uh, 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 we that follow Jesus, we 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 don't need the temple, the synagogue, this building that you have built to worship him. And so I ask this question. I say, why Stephen? Stephen's name means crown, y'all. It's a metaphor for the eternal sacredness, which will be given as a prize to the genuine servant of God and Christ. The crown, the wreath that goes around about the head, which is the reward of the righteousness. I'm going to say that one more time. It's a reason why they went after Stephen. Because Stephen was the crown, it was the wreath, it, it, was, it was a metaphor for the eternal sacredness that they keep telling us we got to die. Because if I can keep your focus and attention on the physical building, you're going to still keep thinking that it's a reward that you're going to get when you leave here. And Stephen was messing that up. He was messing up the teaching. He was messing up what they were saying. So why Stephen? Because I want you to still think that you, it, although the crown is available now, I want you to still think that you got to put more emphasis on the physical building and you'll get the crown when you, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that, that right there. So Acts chapter 6 because verse 11, because Stephen was going around preaching and agreeing with, with what Jesus was saying, here's the lie. They secretly bribed men to lie. They said, I want y'all to say, the religious leaders, amen, somebody, them ones that got the Holy Ghost dripping out their nose, saying, I need you to lie on my behalf. Why? Because we got to stop this nudeness. That's coming forward. Well, what are you saying, Donna? In our lives, you have to be careful at what come up against you in your own mind. Because the purpose of it is not for you to get now, but for you to pretend like you're going to get it later. So you can stay in the same state of mind while you live in hopes of. My God in the church is so good at selling hope. So he says, I need y'all to say, I'm going to bribe y'all to say, we heard him cursing Moses and God. See, let me tell you something about the religious folks. They going to throw Moses in there because I got to keep you functioning in, in your carnality because the law only keeps you reminded that when you look at yourself, you ain't nothing. When you think about yourself, you think of nothing. When you look at yourself, you see less than, you see not enough. But if I let you see yourself in the light of the glory, I'm going to see myself a little different. Come on here, somebody. So he says, secretly, I need y'all to say he cursed Moses. And, and although, <laughs> never mind. Uh, uh, although uh, we heard him cursing Moses and God. Although Moses was the curse. The law. No life. It brought on death. So, so notice the pattern. When you are being enlightening, the lie is going to rise up in you. We always say, and we always worry about what folks say. But if you never come into oneness with what folks say, that, that bounce off you and go on. But if the lie in you comes up in you saying, uh, 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 I see this newness, because when you are used to functioning and operating in a certain way, 
them thoughts of doubt are going to come up, but notice the pattern. When you're trying to be enlightened, when you're trying to move forward in yourself, here comes the lie that says you don't, all, you, you don't have the crown just yet. You got to do some work to get it. So Acts chapter 7 starts with the high priest. Now we know how, how, uh, 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 what caused uh, Stephen's death. So listen at this in Acts chapter 7. It starts with the high priest asking Stephen if it was true that he was cursing Moses and God. I put a note in here because I said, please read on your spare time Acts chapter 7 because Stephen read them their rights. He went up and down them. You need to go back and read it. But he, a short version, he explained history from Abraham, Joseph, Ma Moses, Jacob, Aaron, David, and Solomon to say God never lived in the temples that they built. And boy, they got hot. Why? Because they said that this is where God, the spirit of God, dwells. So, so in verse 48 uh, through 50 in, in chapter 7, he says, Yet that doesn't mean that the Most High God lives in a building made by carpenters and masons. The prophet Isaiah put it well when he wrote, and he began to uh, uh, quote what uh, Isaiah prophesied. He says, he said, and Isaiah said, this is what the Lord says, heaven it's my throne room, heaven, the state of consciousness in which the soul and the body are in harmony with divine mind. And earth is his footstool. Could you ever build me a temple as good as that, says God. In other words, through Isaiah, God told the children of Israel that I, what I made was not with man's hands. But the law says it's with man's hands. The, relig the religious leader says it, it is with man's hand. And so if chapter 7, this Isaiah reminded the religious leaders of this. But this what ticked them off right here in verse 51. He calls them stiff-necked and stubborn people. He calls them, he says, with an uncircumcised in heart and ears. You are always actively resisting, meaning fighting the Holy Spirit. You are doing uh, just as your fathers did. He says you are patting yourself after your, after your father. And I took it to, for myself to say, Donna, pay close attention to what it's saying. It gives you a cheat sheet as to what needs to be changed. He says you are stick st a stiff neck. You are stubborn people. Not only that, your heart has an add-on. It's uncircumcised in your heart, the seat of your thoughts, your passions, your desires, affections, purposes, and actions does not begin from love. It don't start with God. And then he says, your ears, the faculty of perceiving with the mind, the faculty of understanding and knowing you don't know the voice within you. So me, I took it as, let me take this and, and, and use this for me. He said, because I've been in this state right here. We're going to quit acting like we ain't made it. We had to ride. We are, we are work in progress. So you saying, you don't put it out there, what's really wrong? Why am I going to sit there and not take it up and say, I'm going to take that and begin to work on myself? Only if you're pride and you're arrogant. And don't see nothing wrong with you thinking you can stand before God on your own behalf. So he says, y'all have patterned yourselves after your forefathers. Verse 52 of chapter 7, he said, which one of the prophets did your father not persecute? Oh, my God. They killed those who proclaimed beforehand the coming of the righteous one. Religion say I'm already right. Religion say I'm already there. And so you persecute the one that comes that really that's the truth because you rather believe a lie. Mm-hmm. He says, and, and I wrote in here, I said, preach, Stephen. He said, uh, 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 you, you, have, you who received the law has ordained and delivered to you by angels, and yet you did not obey it. So Stephen tell the religious leaders, he said, God gave you what you thought you wanted, and yet you still didn't submit to it. Come 
owe here somebody. So even if I give you what you want because our soul has to be influenced by something, you don't even know what you want until it's influenced. You don't even build a desire for it until you have a first encounter with it. You desire, you desire it with your eyes. You desire it with your knowing. He says, God gave you what you wanted. Who am I talking to in this place? Instead of listening to understanding, you, to understand you're listening to give an answer from your uncircumcised heart, from your add-on, and not from the house, the heart that God built. When I tell you they got mad in verse 54, they heard the accusations and understood what he was implying. The scriptures say they were cut to the heart. What was in them was revealed. But because you don't have the right mindset of consciousness, and, and when you in God, you, underst you understand it, anything, it, the only way I'm going to change something about me is I got to know what it is. And they began grinding their teeth in rage at him. Why? Because the law demanded death. Thou shalt not lie. They started with a lie and told him he was lying, and they rather stoned him for telling the truth. So, so, so Acts chapter 7, here it is, verse 58, says, They cast him out of the city and stoned him, meaning they ran truth out the city and they killed it. And the witness laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. The witness laid down their clothes, meaning cloak, at Saul's feet, which means understanding. They were not doing the stoning, but they was a witness of the execution. Saul witnessed the light being covered up. He witnessed the crown being dropped down to nothing, saying, we'll get it later. How long are you going to push off the crown, the Stephen, the glory that you have on the inside of you to keep living a life that the only thing that it kills the light that exists on the inside of you. So the clothes here mean cloak. It's a mantle, a covering. It's an outer government, a garment which is very significant. In Bible times, laying your cloak at someone's feet indicates you're a witness or endorser of the event and you vow to be a true and faithful witness to see, to hear, to know by personal presence uh, and perception, this is your truth. So they passed the mantle down to Saul. He witnessed this. His soul, it influenced his soul. And so his soul says, this is who I'm going to allow to influence me. And I'm going to begin to follow after, just like with us, certain experiences that we had when we were small in our environment, in our, uh, uh, gener in our, throughout our generational curses, throughout re uh, religion, throughout the experiences have caused us to become a witness to it. And from that place, you're going to begin to live it out yourself. Mm -hmm. It was laid, the mantle. It's an outer covering, and it covered up who you really are. It covered up what God said, originally said about us. It covered up my light. I lost my shine. Anybody in here? Do you see how being born... Uh, procreate, regene into how, how we were re, regene into error thinking, into error works, that the works of God, and, and, but here's the thing, we were regene, we were born, procreated, regene, born blind, but here's, uh, we forget this clause right here, that the works of God should be made manifest in him. We must understand that we, what we have witnessed or seen in our lives with our two eyes that has become our truth is an add-on. And we have to confront it before we can move on. So now in life, the only thing that we do focus on is the add-on. What we witness. What was what we what we took on as truth from what we saw growing up, our experiences, all we focus on is the add-on. And the add-on is the one that don't give us life. 
The add-on is the one that does not allow us to see the spirit of God working on the inside of us. Our will is the ability to choose. But on the soil, our will functions in the limitations and restrictions of our personal or the perception in its carnal state, unable to perceive spirit. I know people keep saying, hold on, and I'll see him when I die. But the scripture says, if I be transformed by the renewing of my mind, I'll be able to see and know him now. What in the world did God bring us here for? You mean to tell me he brought us here and, and, and says, you going to do, do right, choose right or wrong, and you're going to have to do it on your own, and then I'm going to stand up here and watch you, and when you, go, when you turn left and walk away from me, I'm going to zap you. Something is going to happen because you turned left. Does that even make sense? But that is the story that they told us. You got to walk this white line. In the meantime, but when I come and tell you what I experienced, when I come and tell you what I'm thinking, I'm a child. Go sit down. You're trying to be too grown. Although you know Brother Jack is the molester in the family. Although you know this right here has happened in the household. Although you know this is what's going on in the hood. But we don't want to talk about it. But when I turn left, it's when you got something to say. You want to talk about my behavior. I want to talk about the add-on. That nobody wants to hear. Everybody wants to come to church. Everybody dressed up and look good and look a certain way. Keep this image, this idol image that's killing everybody. But I look good, though. Our response to an experience reveals to us what's in us. When it shows us, believe it. My God. Our experiences, it, 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 it comes to reveal something in us. When it shows us, believe it. Believe it to the fact of this, that God wants to manifest himself in me. And so if I don't accept that this is really where I am and give myself a real place to start, I kill the Stephen in me. That may like him, play like him. So here we are, Acts chapter 8 verse 1 says, Saul was consenting in agreement to Stephen dying. And when you accept death, when you accept your light that shine. Leaving, and we did, unawarely, unaware of it, but we did. You consent to death. And the scripture says in chapter 8, Saul consented. He come in agreement with Stephen dying. That started a great persecution, a fight against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Oh, yeah. It started a fight. It started a fight within. Our, our natural man started a fight uh, uh, with, our, with our spirit man. The disciple says, I'm not running. You ain't got to go look for me. So here we are in the text where Saul says, and Saul with the function and in the limitation of perception of carnality, everything visible, what is made with man's hand, he began to breathe out. He began to speak or give life to what he perceived when he watched Stephen die because the mantle was dropped at his feet. And so he began to follow after and to pattern himself after the religious leaders. And so now here he is, he's breathing out threatening and slaughter against the disciples. He began to speak or give life to what he had, what he perceived and what he knew. He what he learned as to how to think and how to respond to anything outside of what he knows. Threatening to kill the disciples of the Lord. Threatening to keep the lie alive and to dismantle the truth. Ooh, we some bad folks. Not in bad in the sense there's something wrong with you. I'm just telling you, if we ever latch on to truth. If we ever grabs hold, grab hold to it. 
look at what Paul says. He believed it because the mantle was dropped at his feet. His, meaning he be, his feet may be, I mean he began to understand what they were saying and what they did, and then he followed suit after because it influenced him to do so. So he breathed out. He began to speak, give life to the lie. Not only did he give life to the lie, it was after the disciples. He, he, disciples here means to be increased in knowledge, to hear or be informed, which means he's fighting against his own ability to be informed, to know. To, to know, to be increased. God ain't doing, God, all that God has done, he, God ain't doing nothing new. Oh, yes. He is. Why? Because we have the seed of causation on the inside of us. But when you believe a lie and you function and you come in agreement with the lie, you go against your own ability to grow, to develop, to, to grow spiritually, to know that that exists on the inside of you. Yo, yeah, that's what he did. Saul wants to keep us stiff-necked and stubborn people uncircumcised in heart and ears, always actively resisting or fighting the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. And I'm telling you, in this state right here, you do you not know it is the Spirit that keep us alive? That no matter what state you in, when this Spirit leave, this body drop dead, but yet we put more focus on the body than we do the breath, the Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. I pay more attention to the ad on what's wrong, what ain't, what ain't right, who doing this and who doing that and I have all this God on the inside of me to know my enemy is to know myself so Saul goes to the high priest he goes to who influenced him just like us we go to who influenced us influenced us our environment religious sector our experience society what's the other one that we go and check with to see if uh, 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 that give us instructions, that give us a, a letter, authorize us to travel. I saw one, one, one uh, 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 study said 140 miles, and then one said I think 150. But we go and we check with our, our corner man to see how far we can travel and how much destruction that we can do uh, 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 on our way without even knowing that it's destructive, without even knowing that it's working against what our own selves the synagogue in Damascus had to be had to cooperate with anyone who had the authority that Saul possessed that's the reason he went to the high priest I go and check with my experiences I go and check with with what religion said I go and check with with what they said about about me that I come in agreement with Man, we're going to stop giving so much credit to the add-on, and we're going to start chopping up some stuff. Got us chasing devils and demons. Got, got us chasing, uh, 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 staying away from people that has the same potential as you. And if y'all, both of y'all get in the right mind, there's no telling how far you can go together. But yet you're trying to tell me that's God when, that, when what, what, what is happening in me is dividing me up. It's taken away from me. So Saul planned to take the followers of Jesus back to Jerusalem to stand trial before the Sanhedrin and possibly face death. But listen at this. It was someone in there, his name was Gamaliel, G-A-M-A-L-I-E-L. He had told the Sanhedrin council to ignore the Jesus followers, let them go. He's, because he said this, he said if the movement was of God, they, would, they wouldn't be able to stop it. And if it wasn't, it would die off naturally. That's Acts chapter five. But Saul, this is what the Bible says. Saul rather act. I'm going to show you. Saul is our carnality. Saul is our humanity. Saul is from Missouri to show me stay. No, 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 no. Give me this letter. Because I'm going to tap everything in me that says I am what God says that I am. And then I'm going to turn around, and if anybody try to say anything to me regarding it, I'm going to turn right around and show them by killing them, killing it off with my own words. 
by what I've learned. Oh, I've learned. I watched him stone and talk to him and tell him. But what he should have been picking up is what Stephen was saying while he was going down because he never backed down from what he was saying. He never came in agreement with the lie. And if somebody dies saying all that right there, I'm going to stop and pay attention. So, so, so our carnality limits us from going any further in our life journey. It wants to keep us bound at limitation. Romans 8 says it's best, and I think this is the message either amplify. Say, now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. Come on here, somebody. Our humanity saw it pursues sin. It goes, it follows after the error thinking. You ain't got to ask for it to show up. That's the reason what we got to do is start saying no to it. Because it ain't going nowhere. We learned it. It's a part of us. We don't, we don't have to give in to it. But it pursues. It, it's actively coming after us. Hmm. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking, comes from living with God both now and forever. Now, verse 7 says the mind of the flesh with its sinful pursuits is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God. So, in other words, it's a war going on in me. I got to determine which part of it am I going to fight. But I say this right here, I, 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 I'm learning, I'm learning. This thing hit home with me this week and this morning just listening. That some stuff I don't have to say nothing to. It cannot, this the authority that we walk around here with. It don't even live unless I say so. The, the carnal mind in the study calls the carnality the parasite. It's the parasite, the bug that lives right there in the fish's mind. And while the fish out doing all the work, it's the fir first partaker of it. Why? Because it don't have to do no work. It's a ride along. It's taking life from you and I. It's killing us. It only lives unless you feed it. So as he journeyed, he came near to Damascus. Journey here means pyra, P-E-I-R-A. But listen at this. It means a trial or experience or an attempt to take tests to make trial of a thing or a person. So here Saul began to journey. In his mind, he's going for one thing. In God's mind, he's coming for another. So he began to take this test of the word. Because he heard what Stephen said, but he also took note as to what the, the uh, Sanhedrin council said. And so he began to make trial of this thing. And suddenly, without warning, there shone round about him a light from heaven. Saul was surrounded by light. The manifestation of the glory and the majesty of Christ was on display. Oh, God, he says, let me show you what exists in you. Here's a trial run. All them dreams that you keep having, all these, all these thoughts that keep coming up in you about what you can do. Let me test the water. Let me show you that more exists on the inside of you. Go ahead. Keep living. I'm going to put you on trial and a test to show you something, to give you a glimpse of what can be. Our carnal mind wants to bring to a stop what it don't understand. Here's the thing. Your carnal mind would never understand. I just said, Romans chapter 7, it says neither one of them can go, will not, will not cross the line over into the other one. Why? Because in the spirit, your carnality is not as important as you make it be. And in the natural, your spirit man is not as important as you make it be. Oh, yeah, I know that hurt right there. 
Paul had a break in darkness, a moment of truth and knowledge over ignorance and orient orientation towards something greater. When, at, at, on the job, when you get hired, uh, uh, Pam have to do something called orientation. You have to go in there and, and do all, all your paperwork and all that stuff and give you uh, knowledge as to your job and what's going to be your hours of operation. It gives you an opportunity at that point, if you're not in agreement with it, then you'll say, I, you know, I didn't sign up for this. I think I'll let it be. So uh, here's the thing. We signed up for it. We don't, we don't get to get out. We get to run ourselves crazy if we don't submit. But, but we don't get to get out. So he had an orientation towards something greater because they hadn't started work yet. They hadn't seen the money yet. They hadn't seen the rewards for showing up. They just seen it on paper. They seen it within themselves. But they ask, you actually got to show up and clock in and work in order to receive the benefits that you saw on paper. Come on here, somebody. We want something for nothing. We 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 want no let me not say that. We want we want we we want we want God to come fix it for us. God gonna fight our battles. That was the oh. We can't mix it with now in the new. But the light shined, folks, to shine or make manifest. And metaphorically, it means make known the city of God founded by Christ, not wearing the form of the church. Oh, God. So he had a glimpse of something not made by man hand. He had a glimpse of something that looked a whole lot lighter and easier and more glorious and more joyful than where he was. If you have got to see for where you are, you have got to see in the future that it's a whole lot better than where you are today if you show up and go through the orientation and then allow God to begin the manifestation, the work on the inside of you. When Evangelist Thornton was talking this morning, what came to mind is this, is that we have got to submit to the work of God. It is, it's going to seem like, it's going to feel like that you are losing all control over your life. That means you are taking your hands off the wheels of your life. But here's the thing right here. We never had our hand on the wheel, any, on the wheel of our life anyway. We have always been driven and influenced by somebody or something. Man, we crazy. When you think this about you, this thing ain't about us. It's about the use of us. It's about what we are, what is allowed to manifest in us, as us, and through us. What we will take on and begin to breathe out, give life to. Come on, here, somebody. That's how powerful we are. But if you focus on the add-on, you'll never get to the truth. You'll never get to speak from, anybody ready to speak from the promise of God? What God, what you hear, what you know, what you sense on the inside of you? Start talk, talking about what happened when I was five. I ain't five no more, 55. I get to make something new. I get to do something different. I get to be, I get to talk, I get to think differently. So Saul was made known he was the temple of God. Oh, my God. Saul was made known that what was on the inside of him ain't had nothing to do with what the Sanhedrin council had come up with throughout the law, what Moses had put together and written on stone. It was at that moment that he saw what was on the inside of him that didn't look nothing like he was twinning outside of him. He realized that I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Shine. My God. You mean I don't kill? You mean I'm out here going after folks? You mean I'm up out here trying to correct folks about their, they have their clothes, about, uh, about uh, uh, the things that they're doing, and, 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 and the truth of the matter is I should have been telling them about what they have on the inside of them. But I can't tell you if I don't know it. Moving on, and he failed to the earth, to the ground. And when he humbled himself, he heard a voice say, why are you persecuting me? 
listen at this. Persecute means, in the Greek means to harass, trouble, or mistreat someone, or to chase after someone as they flee. In other words, even if you saying no to your carnality, it is still going, I'm finna go on with my life. I'm gonna go on and do what needs to be done. Your carnality is going to show up. It, you can't leave it, it's the lowest part of you. You just don't have to choose it. But if, when you begin to understand that I am the temple of the Holy Ghost, you are not sitting up there, you know automatically, made with man hand, made with man hand, let me keep right on moving, but we won't do that because Paul likes to act from Missouri. Let me show y'all how bad I am. Let me show y'all. Let me show y'all. I can get back with you. Let me. Uh, the whole time you giving life to craziness, to default dysfunction, to crazy, trying wasting your breath. Then you'll wait till you die and start reminiscing on, wait till you get ready to leave here, and then you want to reminisce on what you should have said. Instead of realizing it's killing you now. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you die, you dead now. The verse reveals our oppressor and tormentor. This verse reveals our oppressor and tormentor. It follows me to get me to choose it because I, it do not have life of its own. I have to give it life. Yeah, Gwen, it makes sense now. I have to give it life. So I have to present something to you. You imagine it or give image to your mind, and then it gives words because it shows you where your heart is. But here's the thing about God. He's given us opportunity to be transformed by the mercies of God, not giving me what the law say I deserve, which was death. I can present my body. And then once I present my body, now I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind so I know what my daddy is doing and not my forefathers in the natural did. He's following me. My carnality follows me. Tell me who I'm not. Gives me doubt, put hatred in my heart, what I can and cannot do to keep me in limitations of it. Keep in mind, Saul signifies personal will. He represents the consciousness in the natural state of mind. So my question is, after knowing this, what are you going to do about it? What are, what are you going to do? Although Saul, the natural man, was converted to Paul, the spirit man, Paul record, records this in 7, Romans 7, chapters 22. He said, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But, ver but I see another in verse 23. I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who's going to deliver me? Then he come back and answer himself. See, he and Paul's will stop right there. Paul says, oh, I know it's in there, and I know it come against me, but let me tell you what else I know. In verse 25, he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. My God, he said, how are we serving God with our mind? We coming in here, we put all these emphasis. Now come in here respectful. Be respectful of yourself with your clothes. But we put all these emphasis on houses, cars, land, degrees, and money. And here Paul is saying, you can only serve with your mind. Which means you come into the house of worship. But you, your mind, uh -huh, your body better be here. And you, if you intend to take something out of here, your mind better be here. Better be present with God. And that's our problem. We are not with the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, God who is ever present. We are back in 1972, 1982, 1968, 1988. And, but the year is 2023. Pay phone knowledge in a 5G. Bring yourself up. 
to know your enemies, to know yourself, know what you're working with in you. And when it comes up, believe it. But know what to do with it. I ain't see no condemnation in that right there. He says, oh my God, I know how to work myself. I know how to work with me now. I, I, I know anything tangible. I know these things that come up against me, it, it's, it's, it, that it ain't coming up against you. It's just what you took on as truth. That's no longer your truth. You have to determine yourself that it's a lie. We want the preacher to do too much. And they figure out a way how to line their pockets. And if you, if, if, <laughs> I was watching, watching, I said, so a guy, and I said, oh, he preaching, because I, I be trying to fill my own self up, back up, who preaching? And he went, mother, and he was talking. And then he went, shining again, and my spirit within me said, watch, he asked for some money. I'm I, I, honest to goodness. And he said, mama, 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 mama. And then he said, I need y'all, uh, if you want God to work a miracle in your life, uh, I need you to sow a seed. And I hit scroll because you can't pay for this. I, it, it was paid for your behalf. What you get to do is grasp hope to what has been done on your behalf. Now, now don't, don't, that's not an excuse not to give to the ministry. We need money to move forward in the ministry. But do know you're giving it because it's your heart to give. It, it, you got to work on you. There is no microwave. There is no fast way through this. Selling hope. Yeah. And we so in tune with the lie. It never happened the last thousand dollars you gave. So I wrote this and I'm about done. Stop blaming yourself. And choose to understand what God created when he created you. Stop blaming yourself. Paul said, I'm a wretch. Man, this is crazy to me, but it ain't crazy to God. I get his writing. You understand what I'm saying? We're going to stop blaming ourselves. When are we going to let stuff go? Why? Because let me tell you something. Saul, your carnality is after, it follows after your spirit, man. Yo, it, it takes away your crown. It takes away the reef. It takes away the light that you have on the inside of you. It takes away life from you. So we're going to stop blaming ourselves. And we're going to choose to understand. We're going to act like we got some sense. I'm, I want to understand when he created me what he created and how to work it, how to use it. How, how to let it be divided as it is. They were never meant to cross over into. Romans chapter 7, and the, uh, ch chapter 7, verse 7, this is the B side. I want y'all to listen to this and I'm done. When I say stop blaming yourselves. But don't use it as no excuse either. Your freedom is about your development and growth. Your freedom is not no cloak to sin. Your freedom is about you, you rising up. So Romans chapter 7, verse 7, the B part of the verse said, this is Paul, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said it. <laughs> so, so they talking bad about you, but they pushing something that does not allow me to be truthful to myself. He said, I wouldn't even known it unless they had written it down and started teaching it to me. Right. Does, does that make sense? For I had not known lust except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. Then it, the, the law gave me the knowledge for sin. And then I started using the knowledge. So now, the same way you work in the visible, you got to learn how to work in the invisible. There's a word that's on the inside of us that tells us who we are, that unless we get to know it and find out what, what it's saying on the inside of us, I'll never know who I really am. It gives us a pattern to follow. See, if we get, okay, squash the ad on. 
Let me do the same work that I did for the add-on for the spirit within me. Come on here, somebody. To know my enemy is to know myself. And I want to get to know me. I, I, want, I, I, I don't have to uh, 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 condemn myself because it came up. The fact that it came up says there's a place that I can transform. But we so used to killing ourselves and condemning ourselves, we go to hide. We go to may like it and act like it. And pretending. And come in here with this image that does not say God. It says lie. But now I get to I understand how I develop these thoughts. And I get to understand how now I can develop some more thoughts. The newness, good stuff. Y'all yeah. feel me? With both hands, you're so much more. He wants to reveal. I stopped right there on purpose. Why are you persecuting me? Why are you following me? Why are you running after me trying to, trying to get my attention to make me choose you? Why, why? Oh, you can't live on your own, bruh? Y'all better start asking, talking, talking that talk to yourself. You can't live, you, no, I can't live on my own. That's why I'm trying to get you to choose me. I'm trying to look pretty. I'm trying to dress it up. I'm trying to have it in a way that you will choose me. Y'all have any questions before I go? Y'all quiet. Pray me some soft, Josh. They quiet now. Any questions? Any concerns? Anything I need to go over before I go have a seat? Because I haven't been feeling the best, starting to feel a little weird now, but anyway. So, no questions. So y'all understand that your carnality is going to dress it up. And it is going to follow you throughout your journey. But your spirit man is the one with the glory. Your carnality was faded glory. And it's disguised itself so you don't see it leaving. You're so much more. Understand yourself and stop con uh, condemning and, and misjudging. And learn how to judge, how to judge your own thinking so you'll know what to choose. The law says judge us. Spirit says judge your thinking. Because where God works is in the mind. Say amen, somebody. Put your hands together. So we, I made sense. Y'all understand what I just said? We're going to start fighting a little bit different. Our focus has to be on the promise of God and not the add-on. Where, 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 uh, uh, how do we serve God? 